Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast, bringing you encouragement and challenging believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles to everyday life. And now your hosts, Sasso Mendez and Ben Ariano. Welcome everybody to the Abundant Life Podcast. I'm here with my good friend and faithful servant in the faith, Sasso Mendez. What up, Ben? Is it 33? Dude, it's 33, bro. Episode, wow. episode 33. Where's the time gone? I don't, you know, it's, how long has it been? Uh, I think July of this year it's will be two, two years. years. Yeah. Wow. Man. You said, yeah. wow. you said, wow. Oh yeah. Rebecca's gonna be like, you said, wow. She's like three episodes behind. So I won't hear about that. What I say, wow. for like another month or two months at best, you know, <laughs> I don't like to listen to podcasts. I, I, I don't even know where, I, I don't know where Diane's at either. I, I don't even know. If she's, she's probably more than three episodes back. Because it's funny when people like you talk about your podcast and they're like, oh, I'll listen. And then every time you talk to them, they talk to you about another podcast that they listen to. <laughs> you're like, um, yeah, I did. I did get a, I get a text for today from uh, Jared uh, from church. W. Yeah. W. And he's like, he's like, hey, I'm catching up on the Abundant Life podcast. I'm like, dude, right on. Because he, he is a listener, right? He, like he was in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just kind of fallen behind a little I bit. I think he got busy. Yeah, you know? that happens. Yeah. So. He's out of school, though. While he's uh, after midterm anyway. Uh, yeah, well, he's, he's he graduated. He's, graduated. Right? he's yeah, done. So he's he has done. time. He's got time. So he's working. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's working or not. That's what I like about my new job, Ben, is that I can listen to podcasts. I don't have to be on the phone all day. Yeah, I've been doing. I've been trying. It's funny. I, I was just telling Diane this today because I've been in the car today, taking my dad around and stuff. And uh, for whatever reason, I just I've had to make a lot of phone calls today. So usually I'm listening to a podcast. Started listening to uh, uh, what's the guy? Spiritual warfare. Chip Ingram. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, was I, it a spiritual warfare podcast or no? It, it's uh, another topic. It's it, every topic. I mean, in, in this particular one, he was talking about marriage. It's a really good. Mm. It's a really good uh, podcast. He's pretty. Like him. He's pretty practical. Is what I like. He's practical. It's he has a good one on purity as well. That I really like. Yeah, he's got I'm purity. Super, that's spir- a good one. Spiritual warfare. Marriage. He talks a lot about marriage. Yeah, that was what we were talking about today. So I, I like Chip Ingram. Uh, we're we're doing a study uh, on our little uh, Saturday night study on spiritual warfare. So we're going through uh, through the uh, spiritual warfare from Chip Ingram. It's good stuff, and it is good. So definitely, definitely like that. But uh, yeah, man. So did you uh, did you do Taco Tuesday yesterday? I did not. So uh, Brian wanted to go to lunch. And I gave him three options, and he picked the least one that I wanted to do. Chinese? Uh, borrows. Borrows, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's usually my last. On a Tuesday? No. On the, a Wednesday? I don't care. On the Tuesday, though, I will say they've got mega meat. And, and oh, the, yeah, that's true. And the mega meat's pretty good. But a 50 cents more, Ben. For the mega meat? For any special pizza. But no, but it's the, it's, since it's mega meat day, I think it's the regular price. I don't think you're paying. Anytime extra I've ordered like the pizza of the day, it's they charge me fifty cents more. Really? Yes. So which one are they talking about on their menu? Is that just cheese only? No, because you can get pepperoni sausage. But if you get the item of the day, they usually charge you fifty cents more. Why is it the item of the day? That makes absolutely no uh, sense. I don't know. It's asinine. I'm going. Know. I'm going to. I'm going to one star them on Yelp. <laughs> I, I went the other. Well, I went one time and I got two pieces of pizza, right? Two slices, and I got the hot because I like the Wednesday. The wing one, yeah, 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 it's not my favorite. And I got a pepperoni, and they charged me a dollar, and I'm like, you know, it's only fifty cents because you got the special. Yeah, and she's like, well, you got the special. I go, yeah, I got it once, not twice. She's like, well, it's fifty cents, and I go, I know, I realize that's why I'm asking you because you're charging me a dollar. And then she took her a long time to realize, like, it's times two. Yeah, <laughs> and I said, you know what? Just give me a large drink, and we'll call it even. Well, that's 50 cents. I go, I know. That's what you owe me. So we'll be even if you just do that. <laughs> code, and code, she still code, was struggling with that. I'm like, Code 26. Yeah, just put your number in there and code 26. And yeah, that's an inside joke. But yeah, you have yeah. to yeah, hit me up if you're interested in knowing that story. Whataburger. Yeah. That was a terrible, terrible time. <laughs> like I should have just got the, you know, whatever. Like yeah. I don't even want to use a coupon anymore. Yeah. Because I like using coupons if I have them, you know. Well, those coupons were helpful today. I mean, it was, it's like you pay for your fries and drink and you get a free, free burger. Yeah, you can't beat that. You just pay the cheese. Yeah. Oh, cheese and extra patty. With inflation, it's like $12 for the extra cheese and <laughs> it's like, patty. I know. But it's, it was good. Yeah, it was, was definitely good. It was tasty. It was. Did you do Taco Tuesday yesterday yourself? I, I, so here, I had a weird experience last night. I think I told you that about that at lunch. I'm not going to get into that. But because of that, I only had, uh, I did have a taco yesterday, but I only had one taco. 
So Diane had had decided to just uh, she wanted to do a quick dinner, so we just made some some tacos. So we just did the ground beef, just hard shell. Okay. And uh, but I only had one single, like the pre-made taco. hard shell, like the Rosarito ones. No, no, no. She you she made makes, them herself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like the tacos that stand up on their own, like have the flat bottom. Yeah, well, I mean, you do your best. You know what I mean. You're you know they make those fake ones, and they like they put the. You know, like a non-Mexican bottom to it, so it stands up on its own. Yeah, but it's like, how do they make those? Do they have some kind of like uh, widget or something that you put in the frying pan that, you know what I mean? Like, how do you yeah, make it that? Like, yeah, who cares if it stands up? That's why you get four, so they support each other. You know True. I mean? You can lean them up against each other like, True. yeah, that's, True. that's what I'm thinking. As long as you can stuff it, I don't care, man. Just leave it wide. They just take everything away from us, you know? Burritos or wraps and, you know, just the same thing with a taco. You Chalupas. It has to stand up by itself. <laughs> Since when, like, get four of them, put them together. Or six. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, so one time we went to uh, Cheesecake Factory and I ordered tacos there, of all things. because Really? Men- their menu's like wow, yeah. 400 items. Like, I was lost. I'm just like, give me tacos. It's like art and war. Like, it's a 900-page novel. Seriously. Even their, yeah. even their cheesecake uh, yeah, menu is pretty like, extensive. crazy, dude. But anyway, so I, I ordered uh, fish tacos, and they were actually pretty good. Um, but Cabbage when they serve them, when they serve them, they've got these little holders. They're like in these little like taco holders. They're like file holders. You know what I'm saying? Like you put your file, yeah, but they're taco holders. Every Tom and Larry should come out with something like that. Wild one and uh, sell it on Etsy or something. Yeah, something. You know what I mean? <laughs> sell it to us. True. Little, we got sourdough. Little little, this, little, this year and little side hustle. Yeah. Taco holders. Taco holders. Maybe getting, su- support the taco pod- twins. Support the podcast. We'll put them on the website. There you, know you go. I mean? Yeah. Support the podcast. Sponsored by, uh, I forget what Tom's is, Desert Wilding or something. And don't know. Larry's is Glendale Wild. I don't know. Somehow. I've never I've never asked them. They're not paying us, so I'm not gonna, I don't remember their name. <laughs> when you pay, I'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> a little sponsorship would we, be nice. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a, a, a busy uh, few weeks. Yeah, it has been. I, I don't know. A little bit. Yeah, you, you've been down. I was down with, uh, my back was messed up. For uh, for a few days, I was uh, laid up and walking crooked for a few days. You know, I get that once or twice a year. I just I pinch a nerve in my sciatic, and it's uh, it's painful, honestly. And uh, no matter how you lay down, sit down, stand, I mean, no matter what position you're in, it's it hurts. Um, you just got to get through the first few days. I'll tell you what, though. I have a heating pad, and uh, laying down on that, oh, man, I love that heating pad. It just it feels good. I think you went to the gym, and you went to the steam sauna. That's what it feels like when you lay down on those... That tile, it's like a massive heating pad for your back. Man, when, when I went to the steam sauna, bro, I, I couldn't breathe in there, bro. I'll be honest with you. I, I couldn't no? breathe. You struggle a little bit? Yeah, I was like I was like sucking eggs, bro. Well, the bad part, I went in on Monday and I'm a little sick, but I was like five people came in at once and I was scared to cough because, you know, people are weird. <laughs> I was like, so I almost blew up, you know, like the, the girl on the ch- Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm glad. turning purple. I'm just glad all that steam's in there, bro, because I, I just didn't want to see half naked men. You know, it's just, it's kind of awkward. The bad part is, is when they can't see you and they almost sit on your lap and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? Back it up, brother. Yeah. Man. The moon belongs outside, my friend. <laughs> Not in here. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. And I hate when they leave towels and they're being like, they're like, you know, messy Marvin. Like, pick up. Nobody wants to pick up. So they, they walk out naked? They, they leave the towel, walk out naked? No, typically what they'll do is they'll uh, bring two towels, one for their... Seat. Keister. Oh, gotcha. And then they'll undo the back of their towel so they're not sitting on the tile, which I appreciate. And then they just leave their towel there. Why, why wouldn't they just leave the towel wrapped around? You know what I'm saying? Like That makes sense to me, but then they lay down sometimes, so they want... Oh. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't pick up after yourself, period. But Yeah. It, it did feel good on the muscles, but I'll tell you, I just I couldn't breathe, man. It was... It was just... Bleh. It was too it thick? Was, well, I almost couldn't talk. Like, we were... You know, we were chatting in there, and I'm just like... Sucking egg, like trying to get air just to even, you know, speak. Um, but I just, I don't know. I couldn't breathe. It was kind of hard, but but it did feel good. It felt really good after our workout. So uh, today's episode is entitled The Joy of Trials. Before we get into that, I just want to I just want to plug a couple things here. Uh, I'm going to make it short. So first thing is visit us, AbundantLife.fm. Check us out at AbundantLife.fm. Um, go, go. Um, yeah, you can go to check out the, the, uh, the podcast, the different, um, directories that we're on. You can click to click on the, on the site, but we also have our, uh, our show notes, uh, listed on the website as well. Um, there's resources and all kinds of other things that you can do on the website. So check us out abundantlife.fm. Please visit us there. Uh, and the other one is I want to, I want to plug the uh, Christian podcast, uh, community and it's, it's simply christianpodcastcommunity.com. And uh, again, this, it's, uh, it's about 40-some uh, different podcasts. 
Uh, some are theology based, some are just, you know, a couple of moms talking about homeschooling stuff. I mean, it's, there's a lot of really good, good material there. Go check it out. Um, and at some point we're going to get a commercial out here. Yeah, some, uh, some for, we'll, we'll plug a, a, one of these podcasts on here. So, uh, with that said, uh, oh, follow us, on, follow us on social media. And uh, with that said, we're going we're gonna to jump into the uh, Webster's 1828. So Sasso's going to kick us off. All right, awesome. So if you look at Webster's 1828, there's a lot of definitions for trials, uh, this episode being the joy of trials. Um, so we'll start with just, we'll just go number four here. And that is a test of faith, uh, patience or stamina through subjection to suffering, our temptation broadly, a source of vexation or annoyance. And then when I thought I think of trials, I I used to always think of some like you tearing your Achilles tendon, like some big thing in your life, right? Yeah. Something maybe you lose someone, but trials right. are everyday living. <laughs> Every day, you know, your red button person calls you, and you're like, "Oh my word!" Like, are you seeing my church? Or they say something dumb, or something at work doesn't go right, and yeah. boom, that's that's a trial. Yeah. They're not always these catastrophic, right? You know, yeah, tornadoes. Um, they're, tor- they're little tornadoes in our life. So <laughs> just to clarify, because I always thought of them like, yeah. I'm going through a trial. I mean, like, hey, yeah. that person's going through something big. But it's just a trial. Like, it's a temptation, right, it's to sin. It's a test. It's a test. Are you going to sin or not? Yeah. Basically, and that yeah. could mean a lot of things. So we won't go into all that. All I'll say is that we had a marriage conference uh, this past Saturday. And uh, Dr. Berg was talking about, and he said he had, did he say he never fought with his wife? He said he never fought. I mean, they, I think I think he alluded to that they they got into arguments, maybe, but nothing super heated. Nothing, uh, I guess, you know, where you're attacking each other. You know, big time, big time arguments. And I was like, I got into my a fight with my wife this morning, like an hour ago. <laughs> like, what is this guy talking about? So those those are trials, right? Those are these are those are areas where we yeah. sometimes sin. So, anyways, let's get into our key verses here in James chapter one, verses two through four. And the Bible says, my brethren, count it all joy when Oof. you fall into divers, tempt- divers, which is various temptations. Right. King James, right, right there for you. Knowing this, that the trying, the testing of your faith worketh patience, worketh, works endurance in your mm-hmm. life. Yeah. But let patience, endurance, have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And I think something that he said this week to me, Ben, that really resonated with, well, a lot of things resonated, but he said that whenever he's faced with the trial, it just goes to show him that he's not wanting, he's still wanting something because he says, you'll be entire, like you'll be complete. Mm-hmm. And maybe we won't reach that till we get to heaven, right? I, I think maybe we won't get to wanting nothing until we have everything. Right. We already do in a sense. We just don't realize it because um, we're, that's true. We're fleshly. That's you know? true. There's, I have a wish list that I have out. You know, <laughs> Rebecca's like, you're going to have to revise that for your birthday. <laughs> so again, because it's, I'm not, it's not to a point where I'm wanting nothing. You know, right, like, right. what do you want for your birthday? Nothing. Like, I know. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say, yes, I do want something. So I don't want, Kate, I don't want your love. I want something tangible. <laughs> but she'll probably use my, you know, my credit card right, to right. buy something for me anyway. Um, so, Ben, we sometimes call the sanctification test, right? Like yep. your water heater goes out. Yep. Um, your water pump and your car goes out, flat tire, run out of gas, whatever. Whatever things happen at inopportune times. Yep. Um, but God allows these to our life for a reason and for a purpose. And I think of Romans 8, 20, 29, that the man of God might be thoroughly furnished unto good works. We like yeah. to look at that, right? Like God works all things together for the good. Yep. But it's because it's for a reason. It's for a purpose because he's shaping us into his image. Right, um, right, right. As we go more and more as the day goes. So he uses these trials for, for that. Um, I had never heard anybody say, man, I got two flat tires today and I'm counting it all joy. Like, Pastor, hey, you got a testimony? Yeah, I got two flat tires. Praise the Lord, I'm full of joy. You know, I'm just overwhelmed <laughs> with joy. I had never heard that, but the Bible says, right? Count it all, all joy. joy. Yep. Um, so how about a besetting sin in your life? When you're tempted with that besetting sin, do you say, ah, oh, what a joy to be tempted. Thank you, Lord, for that trial. I've never heard anybody say that. Okay, I surely have not said that myself, right. but that's, that's truly he's trying to prove us, change us into his image. Um, I had a friend, uh, his name was Hoy, and... Um, Maybe I shouldn't have said his name, but anyway. And uh, he was like, he was Jamie's little brother, and he was constantly trying to prove himself, um, getting pick fights with random people just to to prove himself to me or whatever. And um, it was crazy. He did all the time. Like, you know, I, I sometimes had to talk our way out of a bad situation because he's talking to men. You know, we're like 17. Oh, wow. 
And uh, that's not the trying. That's not the proving God trying to do this, Ben. He's not trying to prove that, but he is trying to prove our faith. And right. as we go along, right. we'll get into why we are calling this the, the the joy of trials. Well, and you know, as 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 most people, I'm I'm not immune to trials. I've experienced many trials in in my short lifetime, and I expect to face many more trials ahead. Um, you know, and I've always been a, a fix it guy. In fact, the the first twelve years of my career. Uh, was based on fixing computers and, and solving technological problems. I was in the IT industry, and so that's pretty much all, all we do is we find solutions to to issues or problems. And I'm wrecking rough, so. <laughs> so, so yeah. And, Fic- you're fixing my problems. <laughs> um, and, you know, even in my current uh, software company, I'm constantly trying to fix and solve problems with my software. Um so naturally, you know, and I think it's, it's also typical of guys. I mean, guys are typically fix it. You know, that's just kind of in our nature or whatever. So, so when I face a trial, you know, that my natural response is I, I want to fix it, but not just fix it, but I would like to fix it quickly. <laughs> I want to fix it fast. <laughs> um, you know, I, and, and part of the reason is I don't like pain, right? I mean, we, you face a trial, you don't, want to, you don't want the pain, you don't want the annoyance, it's a bother, um, you know, and whether it's a, a physical or emotional pain, uh, but most often trials, uh, you know, they're not like computer problems. You can't just uh, you can't just reboot, you know what I mean, and fix yeah. and fix the trial. You like to boot people, but you can't. Do, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wish you could <laughs> just we rebooted your phone just a minute ago or your your computer. Uh, yeah, you you can't do that with no. uh, with trials. So you know, trials are meant to stretch us and, and and grow us as Christians. I think that's kind of the like you mentioned earlier. That's the kind of the point. You know, and an athlete, you know, they that, you know, that wishes to become the best at whatever they're doing. They spend hours upon hours in, in the gym, lifting weights, eating right, working out in order to strengthen his or her body. And it takes a lot of discipline, which is why most of us, you know, are a little soggy around the, the midsection. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? Cushion. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I, I like how Jim Berg, you know, we're talking about Jim Berg, uh, thankful that he came down to uh, do our marriage conference and do uh uh, Friday night FTL with us. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty it, sweet. It was awesome. But, uh, but he connects, he, he connects trials with, with working out at the gym. So I'm, I'm reading this book. Uh, it's called essential virtues, Mark of the Christ centered life. And in the book, uh, this is a, this is a quote right from the book. It's Jim Berg. Uh, he says the Christian, however, who faithfully seeks to develop the essential virtues, which are, it's the, it's the virtues that you find in first Peter, faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, endurance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. Uh, we'll we'll see every circumstance as, of life as a fitness station upon which the trainer, which being Jesus, has arranged another repetition of the necessary surrender, mm. dependence, and obedience required to develop and manifest that virtue. So he kind of he kind of uh, has this interesting way of looking at trials. He's calling them fit, a fitness station, and 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 the Lord is our as our trainer. And so when, when we go through trials, we're, we're being given the opportunity to grow in our walk with God through this spiritual, to the spiritual workstation. You or can't skip leg day, ben. No, you can't <laughs> skip leg day. I, I'm, I'm learning to like leg day. You know what we've, we've been doing? I've been doing these workouts, and I've told you about them, these uh, boot camp style workouts. And uh, you do a lot of squats, bro. A lot of squats, burpees, that kind of stuff, push-ups, um, you know. And, and so... Uh, it's it's been difficult, but man, I I feel a little bit stronger, man. Like you know, I had to I don't know what I was running for the other day. I had to jog, go do something. I felt wow, this is not too bad, you know. But uh, but I think that's the point, right? I mean, the reality is, if 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 everything was uh, was perfect, uh, we'd likely never take the opportunity to seek after God. And I heard I heard a preacher one time. I think it was on the radio or something, and he was giving an illustration. I don't know if it was him or I, I don't have all the the puzzle pieces to that illustration, but, but it kind of went like this. It was, it was an evangelist or a preacher that was going and doing door to door ministry. He was knocking on doors and he was in a, in a upper class neighborhood and he knocked on this door and said, Hey, you know, I wanted to invite you to church. And, you know, he was kind of just trying to share Christ. And and the guy says, you know, wait a minute, dude, like, do you not see what's in front of you? Do you not see this house? Do you see what's parked in my driveway? Who needs God? And I, wow. and I think, I think that's where we would all be though. I think that's where we would all be. If life was just perfect, if we had no trials, if we just had, you know, perfect euphoria, there would be, there would be no trials and no need for God. Well, I think we think we, we can obtain that perfect euphoria, but we really can until we get to heaven. Right. Right. There's no perfection here on earth. Right. Right. We're imperfect beings searching for 
perfection that's not attainable. But and I think that's in, that truly is in some people's minds. Like I think they think that they can they can attain that here. As a Christian, I know that's completely impossible. And I think that's where we're as Christians. That's what we're trying to be, right? Like right. Kim, who is perfect without right. sin, who is holy. Right. Um, but I think that's why he said the rich man. It's hard because he doesn't see his need. Right. Or his predicament, even. No. Um, and that's a classic story with Lazarus, right? That yeah. The rich man's in hell right now. Right. And Lazarus is not. Right. So Correct. And Lazarus is perfect. Right. And right. he's not. Right. right. You know, he has exactly what the rich man thought he had. You know, exactly. perfection. Exactly. Um, so, Ben, why do we go through trials? Um, we went over a little bit, of, you know, what God uses them for. Um, and First Peter 5.10, I think, point, you know, paints a clear picture of it. But he says, but the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. And you talked about working out, right? That's, that's suffering to a certain extent, right? In your it physical is. body. It is. Um, there's pain involved. It's not, it's not a joyous thing to go wake up in the morning and you go to use the bathroom and you've you done leg day and you're like, Woo! <laughs> you're like a baby giraffe, you know, you're having trouble need, setting up. I need the handicap rails. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, I wish I had those. You know? Are those showers with the, you know, the little doors, you know, the right. little bathtubs? Right, right. The, um, there's pain, right? And there's yeah, pain in anything yeah, that you, yeah. to grow is pain. Uh, people said they had growing pains. I never did. I'm 5'5". Five, five. I think I was born 5'5". Five, five, so um, no growing pains, but there's, there's pain to growth in anything. Right. I think of Abraham who was tested and tried, right, with his son Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people think about the trial that that was, and it was a trial. But to think of how Abraham felt after that, could you imagine the faith you would have if God put a ram in the thicket for you and you, he said, don't do it? You'd be like, wow, like, I, there's not nothing I will not do. Well, I don't even think I could get to that point. I don't even think I could have gotten to the point where, you, you know, he laid Isaac down on the on the altar and took the, I couldn't even have probably gotten that far, but to get to that point, right. He had tremendous, tremendous faith, faith. right. In 100, God, 100%. And because he had that tremendous faith, he was rewarded by God uh, yeah. and God, like just his outlook of like, man, this, my God, uh, wow. What a God we have. Mm. And I think of just even in my new job and you know, my boss is like, Hey, we're I, I chose you. I wanted you on my team. And you're like, Wow. Like, you know, where's the, where's the wall that I'll go through for you, you know? <laughs> and the same thing here, like with Abraham, like his faith was just like tenfold Magnified. increased. Magnified, yeah. Like, wow, because he's seen God work through that trial in his life. Uh, we also, we often miss out on that part of, of the establishment of the settle. Um, as we fail the initial part of the test, he says, go offer your son. Like, I'm not doing that. That's my only son. You don't understand. You said you're going to make, the, the stars wouldn't be the people that would come from my seed. Right. I'm not taking my son. You're crazy. And we, and we miss out on knowing God in that way because we're not willing to go to that extra. We're not willing to have faith in him. Um, we're, we're not willing to go through the trial. We fail the trial. Right. Um, often cannot see beyond the trial and see only what is in front of me. Um, we're short-sighted in so many of these, of these cases where we just look at, well, I didn't get the job I wanted or, you know, my son didn't make the basketball team or I didn't get that promotion and, oh, well, it was me. And we don't look at like, hey, what is God teaching me down the road or what does God want to work through this trial? Like, I can't believe this is the fifth flat tire. Like, well, we haven't <laughs> learned from the other four tires, right? We're not perfect wanting nothing right. at that point. Right. One thing I like about sports, we talk about, you know, um, different parallels that you have to the Christian walk. Um, you know, as a basketball coach, we, we have a couple weeks, we have two weeks pretty much from the start of our season to the first game. And so we've got two, we- two weeks basically to, pick our team if we if we got cuts if we got enough guys going out you know and uh, then we got to get them in shape you know so we're doing suicides like crazy and the guys hate it i remember doing suicides in fact you know even with my boot camp workouts we sometimes do suicides we do the bear crawls and the crab crawls and we make these guys do that stuff too and uh you know the, the guys hate it but it, you know it's it's like we were talking about it's suffering it's pain uh but what does that pain do it builds what endurance and then it's funny because it, you know the bible talks about building character well it's funny because we call it character building it you know Bob's Bob's words. <laughs> and uh and then from there you know it becomes hope because now man you've got you're strengthened, you know, you've got that endurance and you kind of have some hope. Now maybe hey maybe we'll win some games, you know. But uh I I love the parallels that you have here which uh and I'm just going to read real quick Romans 5 3 through 4 which is not only that but we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that the suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. 
And Ben, I would say, like, I never, when I played basketball and you did the wind sprints or soccer, I never was in a game and said, man, I regretted running those sprints. Yeah. I felt great in the fourth quarter right. and you turn it on because you felt you were ready to go because yeah. you did the work. And this is anything when the trials, right? When we pass the trials and we know, man, my God is faithful. And as the trials get bigger, we go, man, we got that muscle memory of our God and yeah. how great he is. And we never regret like, oh, I, sh- I wish I would have never went through that because we, we had to go through that to get to where God wanted us to be. Right. And I was reading in Exodus and that's kind of where I'm doing my Bible study in the morning. And God purposely made sure that they were going to be entrapped. He led them to the, the waters. It wasn't a mistake. Like he did it. So he, he said, so he could show himself. He could get the glory. And that's what he does in our lives as well. Amen. But we just don't see it. Right? We just see we, the, we like, don't oh see no, it. We see, we see we're the, doomed. Yeah. That's all we see. We can't see the forest beyond the trees, nope. but, but in retrospect, you can apply this to life, right? I mean, just, just like we read in this verse, uh, as well as our key verse in James, this testing is done so that we can build our endurance, which results in hope. I mean, that's the ultimate thing. And, and it's not a, it's not a pie in the sky. It's an actual living hope according to Romans, uh, and contentment, according to James, which is another one. Um, and in short, trials are allowed in our lives to grow our dependence and our faith in God. Um, so one of my go-to verses, and, and I, I've alluded to this, I think, uh, when, I, when I ruptured my Achilles tendon, I was kind of a trial I went through, but I, I, was, I was reflect on these verses here, 1 Peter 1, 6-7. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness, genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, mm, that yeah. perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And it's funny because we were we were contemplating naming this uh, episode "Golden Trials," and I think it would have been taken from this verse. But the joy of trials would have been taken from from uh, from James. But but I think it's clear that the, the trials are not only to test the genuineness of your faith, but to change us into the image of God. So it's growing our faith, but at the same time, it's, it's growing us. It's sanctifying us. It's changing us into that image of Christ. I think that's in the marriage conference. That's what was key is that he, he talked about, um, there's not a whole lot of verses in the Bible concerning marriage or the husband and wife. There is some, right? Yeah. But it's mostly like, if you will be Christ-like and your wife will be Christ-like, it just works. Then your marriage will work <laughs> yeah. because life works that right. way. Cause that's right. the way God designed it. Right. For us to be like him. Exactly. Changing his image. Right. Um, that's a Jim Berg book. But anyway, just cause that's how life works. It, the more we're like Christ, the more we respond the way Christ would, the less, not necessarily problems, but the better off we'll be. The, the consequences will be, will be better. Yeah. So what are God's promises with regards to trials? First um, Corinthians ten thirteen, he says, "There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it." And then I think of um, when I was a little kid, and my mom made me go on roller coasters, and I hated them. I still don't care for them too much, um, but I'll go on them if I feel like I'm being bullied a little bit. I just like I'm gonna go. Um, <laughs> And I remember my mom saying, you're going to go on Space Mountain, you know, and I was terrified. And we were in, my cousins were like, yeah, we're going, we're going. And then one by one, they kind of just, there's a chicken door, you know, as you get closer, there's exits, and they would take those exits and go. I think that's what God does to us. Like, we're going to the Space Mountain temptation, and he gives us a way to escape it, right? He said, there's no temptation that has not been seen and no temptation that you will not be able to endure, that I will not make a way for you to see That's a promise that he gives us. He said, I'm not going to give you anything more than you can bear with my help. Right. Philippians 4.13. Yeah. And I think, I think part of it is that it, it, and when we say escape and it also says that you may be able to bear it, I, I don't think that he's going to take the trial away, but I, what he's saying is he's going to make a way for you to get through it. He's going to be with you as you go through the trial. He'll, 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 he'll be able to help you bear it. Um, I, I wish there was a, a magic button that would, you know, we're, and we're out, out the trial, but uh, at the end of the day, that wouldn't grow us. A lot of times, and it's funny, we had that, um, we had a, a guest uh, preacher, uh, Dr. Bob Jones, and he was talking about the wilderness, you know, mm. what's your wilderness? And it's it's not so much about the end goal, which the end goal is obviously to be sanctified and will be in glory, but it's also about the journey, our growth. It's about that journey in the wilderness. It's all of those tests and trial so that at the end, we come out just like the verses we read in First Peter, we'll come out like gold. I think that, and that's what, what, what important, to, what's something he said that was important was that he mentioned that we should not be the same person we were a year ago, two years ago, three right. years ago. 
if you're like, I'm an angry person and that's, I'm just a hothead, then that's a problem. Right. Cause that means you're not changing. Yeah. The whole, whole, uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Is, yeah. That's, it's, it's baloney. That's not biblical. It's not, I thought, you know, right. Maccabees maybe, but I'm saying, <laughs> you know what I mean? So Ecclesiastes tells us that there's nothing new under the sun, right? Everything oh, yeah. that's been done and there's no temptation that our heavenly father is not aware of. There's no new sin, no new circumstance, no new new nuance or no new red button person that has not been encountered in this life. Uh, God promises not to give us a temptation that we will not be able to escape. Uh, Joseph was able to resist the pursuit of a married woman. I imagine she was married. uh, She was not ugly and that she's attractive. Uh, Moses chose to suffer with the children of Israel rather than to indulge in the pleasures that Egypt had to offer, right? And Egypt in the Bible many times represents the world. Right. And he chose not, he chose to go to the wilderness. He chose to suffer with God's people. He made that decision very clear um, where he could have, you know, been, you know, maybe a Rolex watch or, you know, steak every day, um, (laughs) Texas Roadhouse for lunch, whatever. Barbecue lamb, I don't know. Yeah, something, you know what I mean? Mm, (laughs) The the best rack there was. (laughs) He could have had all these things, but he said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be with God's people. Uh, John 16, 33, these things have I spoken Unto you that in me ye might have peace. Mm. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So if we know anything, Ben, that's going on in the world today, right? It's not peace. It is not peace. We're, you're disjointed. Um, We're calling men, uh, men. (laughs) And the world's offended because they choose not to be called a man. And anybody with two eyes can see like this is a man. They're like, no, it's not. And that's offensive to call a man a man. Um, That's just the world we live in. It's... where we have war, we have, you know, our own country is in disarray and all the problems that are going on, it's, it's not peaceful. It's a mess. It's a mess, right? But he says, you know what? Be of good cheer because Amen. I have overcome the world. Amen. And we discussed this first in our last podcast and the peace that only comes from our God. Amen. Even in the fiery trials, I think of, you know, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and there was, they were in the little fire, yeah. but they had peace, right? They had the peace of Jesus that was in the fire with them. Amen. And he's in the fire with us as well. Uh, Dr. Berg discussed that, that we always have, we'll always have tribulation in this world, oh, as yeah. this verse states, but there's a tribulation with God and there's tribulation without God. Mm-hmm. God has overcome the world and we have hope and joy in this victory. Help is there for the asking if we will take it. And then I think of uh, instance, I mean, when um. I got in, Rebecca was, uh, her dad needed a brand, he had, her mom bought him like a little love seat. It was brand new and it was at her mom's house. And uh, I borrowed Dave's truck to pick it up. And I was supposed to get some help. And um, for whatever reason, like my nephew was going to help me and I didn't want my nephew to help me. I didn't think he could help me. And so I poo pooed that idea. And I was like, no, I just, and Rebecca's like, well, I can't be there for an hour. And I got upset. And I'm like, I just do it myself. And I struggled with that thing, and I was so determined to get it that I finally did. But it took me a long time, and I should, I should, I could have really hurt myself. That was it was foolish. And many times we do that in in trials. And I remember working at Target, and any box that said Team Lift on there, I would tell you know my employees like, hey, make sure you get someone to help you. You know they don't pay you enough to throw your back out here. Yeah. Get help and right. call for help. Don't don't be too proud to pick it up. And I would see people try to do it and struggle and I'd get really mad at them. And I would see them when they asked for help and it went so much easier and smoother. And um, that's what God is, right? He is our total help, right? And if we don't go to him in these trials, we struggle. Yeah. Um, and I look of Exodus 14, 14, where the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And I say, well, I've got to fight for you, right? Don't go through life saying I can self-will myself or I can do this or I can do that. It, you can't, right? You're going to struggle. You're going to fall. You're going to succumb to temptation. Oh yeah. Um, and this is a great verse that we talk about. And he talked about this verse as well. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. He says, come unto me, all you that labor mm. and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I think of for us as human beings, we, we say, don't come unto me, right? Because, you know, my burden is heavy already. I don't need your burden as well. You carry your own burden. And God doesn't say that. He says, no, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And as we know, Ben, this world doesn't give us peace, and it definitely does no. not give us rest. Well, and I think the world is looking for uh, an earthly, physical, tangible type peace. But the peace that they speak of here is a rest for your soul. Which to me, I, I'd rather sleep good at night 
you know, knowing that my conscience is clear, knowing that if my savior comes tonight, uh, I don't face these like you. I don't see these, but <laughs> you got to do a turn around. But I, I got to do you. I got you do a U-turn real quick. Do a 180. <laughs> but, uh, but I know, but I know where my eternal destiny is and I have confidence in that. Not because I'm good or because I'm something special, but because my God is good. And because, Amen. because Jesus died for Cue me. Cue the mask on that one. Amen, brother. But, uh, but yeah, so typically when we're in a trial, it's, and we've talked about it, it's not our first instinct. You just talked about this. It's not our first instinct to, to look to God's promises. And the Bible's pretty clear. You know, we as people, we're really good forgetters. Uh, you know, we just talked about the Israelites in the desert. You know, they, they seen amazing uh, miracles, the, the Red Sea, manna from heaven, water from a rock. And then when trials come, what happened? They forgot about God and they complain. And they even had the point where they, they you know, made an idol. Golden and were, calf. And they were wow. becoming idolaters. Um, but we as people are no different. I mean, we could sit here and, mm-hmm. and point our finger at the Israelites all day long, but three fingers are pointing right back at you. And in fact, if we are, we're honest, many of us have, have such a weak prayer life. And, and, and I'm guilty of this. You know, we, we only pray when, when bad things happen. You know, when we get that serious trial, that Achilles tendon. We're not praying about the little, you know... Uh, issue we're having at our email today, but you know when we'll break out the the, the big old prayer guns when something big happens, uh, we should be praying without ceasing, like the Bible says. We should be praising God. We should be praying in the good and the bad. Um, we should be thanking Him and, and and worshiping and praying praying to Him and and, and uh, praising Him. That's what I was trying to get out. Uh, in fact, if we use the uh, prayer pray acronym, it's it's praise. Uh, what is it? Uh, repent. repent. And then ask and yield. I mean mm-hmm. that's so. I, I, and I try to do that too in my prayer. I try to make the the. I try to worship on that first. Just praising him, praise him. Thank you, Lord, for man waking me up today, giving me breath today. Thank you for uh, just the the beautiful sunrise or whatever it is. And I just I want to praise him for 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 what he gives us. He gives us these good gifts. Um, but the reality is that uh, we must learn and teach ourselves to always have our gaze to God. Because he's sovereign and he cares. So we need to get into a habit of when trials come to to automatically just turn our gaze to God uh, rather than making him a, a last priority. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. And so this verse, it has a couple of prerequisites. Um, you know, things things work together for good when, what? When uh, to those who are called, so the elect or the saved, those that are blood-bought children of God, um, and those to those who love God. So if you're saved and you love God, yeah, he's going to work things out for his purpose. It might not work out for your purpose, mm, yeah. but it's going to work out for Amen. his purpose. I know the other day I was I was complaining to you, I think, about uh, I had, had plans to do something and my plans got all messed up. And and you told me, yeah, well, if you want to make God laugh, you know, tell him your plans. And <laughs> and I'm sure I made God laugh that day. <laughs> so, oh, really? Okay. That's what, oh, okay. I'm going to switch this up on you, little. It's <laughs> a little cur- curveball here. But the reality is if we truly love God, it doesn't matter what we go through because we will find our true joy and peace in God and not in this temporal life. Amen. And Psalm 23, 4 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they come for me. This is a very popular verse. A lot of times, you know, the president will break out with this one when, you know, the U.S. is attacked or something like that. But, but the reality is, is, is God is, he's like our shepherd. And, 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 and we should not fear evil. I mean, it says his rod and his staff, they, they comfort me. Um, and, and just as the verses you already mentioned, it's also in, in Matthew, God gives us comfort. In fact, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the comforter in the book of John. Uh, I think in the 14th chapter, something like that, in the, in the KJV, it says comforter. I think other versions say helper, but it says comforter in the KJV. But in the book of Romans, Paul gives us uh, another amazing promise. In, in uh, Romans 8, 18, it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. It's like, it's like the apostle Paul is saying, uh, you know, the amount of suffering that you experience on this fallen planet is not even to be compared Hmm. with the glory that awaits you when, when the Lord calls us home. It's like, what are you worried about, bro? Like, this is nothing here. This is all going to burn one day. And you know what? When, when we get to be in heaven, we're not even going to care. Like this is all these little trials, the little red button people and all that. None of that's going to bother us, dude. All this. You know, no water heaters. <laughs> Achilles. Doesn't, no. doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll be good. And then we come to, you know, one of the most misquoted verses mm. in the Bible, Philippians 4.13. Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can do all things through, uh, through him who strengthens me or Christ who th- strengthens me. 
Uh, and, and the Apostle Paul was not saying that, that you know, Jesus is going to help you score 40 points in the basketball game or as Tim Tebow, he's not going to help you win the football game or the, uh, or the championship. But, um, I mean, Jesus could do whatever he wants, obviously. Yeah. But that's not the point of the verse. Paul was actually referring to God's provision of strength and being content in any life circumstance. And Which so, includes trials, man. And it's difficult, bro. Like, it's not easy. It's not, it's not easy to be content during a trial. I mean, that's not, not my first reaction when I'm in a trial. Like, oh. I'm good. I'm content. No big deal. Yeah. Like, that's just not my... I'm full of joy. <laughs> my cup runneth over. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. As a hand gesture goes out the window. <laughs> the number one with the wrong finger. <laughs> not the index, but the, you know. And never mind. Right. We digress. And so he says, how should we respond to trials and testing? So when your tire blows up or your daughter gets an F or your daughter's not as pretty as you thought she should be um, or whatever that may look like. He says, Romans 12, 12 says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. We have the hope of a trial in the trial if we will seek it out as our Father gives us grace. We need to be patient in our trial and be constant in prayer. Ben, we often struggle in this aspect as we are not patient and we do yeah, not yeah. like, we do not ask for help. Um, we'd rather try to lift a couch on our own. <laughs> That's like 180 pounds. <laughs> You're going to end up like me, bro. I'll crook it for a yeah, week. But I'll twackle, you know. But because uh, <laughs> we're, we're dumb, right? We try to think things on ourselves. He says, First Peter 5, 5, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Yeah. Wow, that's hard. Yeah. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Asking for help to me, then, is a sign of humility. As you acknowledge, you need something, right? You're saying, I cannot do this on my own. God resists those who are, I put this in quotation marks, are good. You, remember, you ever met those people where they're struggling and they're like, oh, I'm good. And, uh, you know, oh, I got it. You know, and they're like, your leg's yeah. broken. Like your bone's sticking out. No, I'm good. I, you know, I'll walk, I'll walk it off. I got this. I'll walk it I got off. this. Yeah. <laughs> Only two miles to go. And uh, he says he does give grace to those who ask for it and to those who are humble and ask for it. And then this classic example of this is I was doing the Grand Canyon with my friend Greg and um, I didn't train for it. I thought you, I didn't know you were supposed to train for it, but we went out to the bottom and we came up the same day and I was doing great. And, um, going down was great, right? It's pretty easy. And, um, going back up, we had is a devil's staircase. Uh, for those of you in the Grand Canyon, you'll know what that is. Oh yeah. And I thought, okay, maybe it's, you know, a few stairs. So I, I ripped through that and it took me like 20 minutes to get through that. And I was just going, just bawling out. And I thought, you know, once I'm done with that, the hard part will be over. Not realizing that the hard part was not even started yet. Hadn't even come yet. Yeah. And so I got out of there. I felt pretty decent. Got my got my wind. And maybe 20 minutes after that, I started to cramp really bad. And I, I really never had problems with cramps. I did in high school, but not, you know, an adult. And some lady was walking by and saw me struggling. And she said, hey, I got some lime juice. Would you like some? I said, no, I think I'll be good. I think I'm okay. I think it's just, you know, it'll wash out. And um, she said, Okay. And I struggled and I felt better and struggled, felt better, struggled, struggled. And I caught the, because in the Grand Canyon, you'll stop and you'll catch up to people and then pizza will catch up to you as you stop. Yeah. You you run into them again. And I run into her again. So I asked her, do you have any lime juice? And she's like, "Uh, no, but you should have took it when I offered it to you. (laughs) I was like, man. And that's, and I felt so foolish. Like, why didn't I take the lime juice? And I struggled all the way into the very end because my legs were cramping. And I finally just told my friend, like, he kept stopping. Like, I can't stop anymore. I'm just going to go all the way until we're done because I'm cramping so bad. And it started to get dark, and you don't want to get stuck in there and helicopter, and, you know, you have to get a second loan on the house to get, to get airlifted out of there. So I pressed on. So be, be humble and ask for help. Yeah. Because God resists the proud. But when you say, God, give me your grace, give me your divine favor, give me your help, He'll give it to you if you'll humble yourself and ask for it. Well, I think, isn't that the saying that the, the three things that are the worst, the hardest things to say is one, I, I need help. Two, will you forgive me? And three is Worcestershire sauce or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that the saying? <laughs> That's true. I, I think, I don't know if you were there when I was doing the uh, FTL and I'm like, forgive me. It's hard, it's hard to get those words out, right? And oh, I, yeah, need, yeah. I need help. You yeah. know, those are hard. Yeah. Um, and the Bible says in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving with, so that means praise, right? You're thankful. Right. Let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God, which yeah. passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And you won't get peace if you don't take things to God. If you don't make your request known to him, if you don't praise him, you're not going to get peace. 
And he said the peace that passes all understanding. And there's people in our church been that have gone through crazy trials, right? Losing loved ones and just seeing, you know, there's some bad things that have happened in our church as far as loss goes. And he says, that's the peace he gives you that will yeah. pass that Amen. understanding that, you, you know, people can't comfort you with. Um, and oh, how we need the help and presence of God during trials and circumstances of life. I never receive peace by worrying or complaining about my situation, but I have re- received peace by taking it to my father. Amen. Amen. And then I think of my new job, right? And um, I don't know anything and I'm learning things every day. And it's frustrating because you come from where you've done a job for two years and you feel comfortable in it to not knowing anything. And the other day I was struggling with something so bad and I couldn't figure it out. Like I just did this. And then my friend's like, dude, you got to use Internet Explorer. You can't use Chrome. And I was like, are you kidding me? Is that it? Why don't they make everything, you know, Chrome? And that's weird. Then I realized, like, that's not helping my situation. <laughs> I'm just complaining about it. Just use Internet Explorer and move on. And I had to ask for help. And so I finally, I'm constantly finding myself asking people, like, hey, how do you look up this? And then I remember it. But I'm constantly needing help in my new job. And it's just a way for me to remember that in life, I need help every moment by moment to make it through. So oftentimes, you know, as I've, I've already mentioned, you know, we forget God and we begin to seek solutions for our pains uh, in all the wrong places. Kind of reminds you of the song, looking for love in all the wrong places. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a country song or something. But, is that um, on our hymnal or no? <laughs> Caleb, does maybe, Caleb put that on there? Maybe in Texas, bro. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out in a couple of weeks. Right, right. Uh, but, you know, we go to friends, we go to families, we even go to pastors mm. bef- before we seek God. Mm. Uh, and the worst place you can go for answers is is your your emotional heart, your heart. And I know Disney, you know, they, they always say this in their, you know, their cartoons, follow your heart. And can I just tell you, that's that's the most terrible advice you can yeah, pretty ever, much ever, is. ever follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, because your heart is deceitful. Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And so sometimes, you know, things get tough. And, I, you know, I don't feel like responding to trials in a godly manner. I mean, like I said earlier, that's just not my first reaction most of the time. Yeah. Uh, at least I don't want to. Uh, but there are times, and I'm, and I'm ashamed to even admit this, um, but the thought has crossed my mind just to throw in the towel with all this Christian stuff and, and not be obedient to God. And, and I will be the first to admit that the Christian walk is, it's not, it's not easy. It's not an easy walk, but I, but I have to go back to the promises of God, uh, just as we've talked about. And I remember mm. that I'm on the winning team. Amen. And, and one thing that's helpful is that, you know, we should expect trials. Um, you know, we should, we should always be thankful when the waters are still, but we should also expect the storms to come because they are going to come. I mean, the Bible tells us that, that troubles will come. I think that's in Job or something like that. Um, but First Peter 4.12 says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were to happen to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's suf- in Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. So, and it's interesting because it's saying that you're sharing in Christ's sufferings. I mean, Christ suffered ultimately for us. I mean, uh, if the physical pain was tremendous on the cross, but I think even even more so was that spiritual weight of sin because he was sinless and he took on the sin of the entire world, past, present, and future. And the Father turned his back. I mean, that that's just mm. I, I I can't comprehend that, bro. I, I just I don't know. Um, but but the author of Hebrews uh, knew that we would face difficulties, and Is he that Paul or we don't know. I, <laughs> that was Jim Burke. Well, I'll say he he's trying to tell us <laughs> to keep to keep pressing and plugging away and one step forward, you know, one foot in front of the other. Hebrews ten thirty five says, "Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward." So don't you know you're going to have those thoughts? You're going to have you know you're going to have those days. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to do this thing. I don't want to obey. But guess what? Don't, don't throw away your confidence, which has great reward. Mm. When God calls us home, my hope is that we can all say what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. He said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to those who have loved his appearing. Amen to that. Um, as a, you know, we head to the home stretch of our life and who knows when he'll come again for us. But as we end our, our life and as we go through the 
the last latter parts of as we get older, I mean, we realize every day we live, we're closer to our our eternal destination. Um, so what is the point of that, of trials? And it's the reward. Uh, James one twelve. I mean, Paul talks about that, right? No man entangleth himself. Right. You know, you go for the reward of, of life. And he says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation, mm-hmm. like endures temptation, that doesn't give in to it. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Amen which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And I would love to cast the crown of life at the feet of my Amen. Lord and Savior when I see him face to face, knowing that a moment that the pleasure of sin is not worth the crown I will receive. Um, choices matter, Ben. Um, you can say elections matter, yeah. but truly choices matter yeah. um, in our life, whether we do right, whether we endure the trial or whether we fail in the trial. Um, and we show the Lord that we love him based on the decisions we make um, decisions we make to obey him or to obey our own will on what we want to do uh, to obey our flesh. I promise you that you will go through trials and tribulations as the Bible tells us we will. But how will you handle the trials God allows in your life? How will you react to those? Because they are coming. Mm-hmm. Will you receive the crown of life or will you succumb to the temptation trial, succumb to the temptation, the, the trial that is before you? Will you seek God's help? Or will you continue struggling with the trials and temptations that befall you? Will you try to lift the 180-pound couch by yourself? Or will you ask for a team lift? There is hope, Christian, if you will humble yourself before Almighty God and take the help he offers, and that gives you abundantly. Uh, Jesus faced trials, and the biggest one was the cross. What did he do? How did he react to that? He succumbed to the Father's will. And as as the last verse that I'll say, Ben, in Luke twenty two forty two. This is Jesus' words when he said, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. And he was saying, remove this trial. Remove this, the, this, the biggest trial of my life I'm going to go through in my mm. 33 years here. Yeah. Remove it from me. If, if, but then he ends with this, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Amen. There's going to be trials been that we go through that we're going to say, how in the world am I going to get through this? God, remove this cup from me. And that's all we'll say. What we really need to say is, nevertheless, mm. not my will, yeah. but thine be done. And just in closing, may we succumb to the Father's will and not our own will. Amen, brother. Well, if this episode has been a blessing to you, I'd like to ask if you would uh, not only subscribe to the podcast, but would you leave us a review? Uh, would you just give us some feedback? We'd love to know uh, if we're if we're uh, if we're a blessing to you, and if and if we're not, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave anything. <laughs> Scroll on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but also I wanted to mention, uh, we are on social media. We're on Twitter. We are on, uh, Facebook and we are on Instagram. So if uh, you get a chance, uh, give us a follow and, uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Abundantlife.fm. Till next time. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Abundant Life podcast. We pray you were blessed by today's episode. Please visit us online at Abundantlife.fm. Until next time, may God bless you.